You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 72. Welcome to episode 72. And it's just Claire and I tonight. Yay. And JT. And JT, of course. Obvi. We've had a lot of guests lately, and we have a lot of guests coming up, too, so... So don't get used to us. Don't get used to just us talking, even though... A lot of people like when it's just us. I know. I kind of like it's it. It's like the OG. I kind of like it because then I don't have to worry about, like... Coming up with re- really good questions. Coming, or... Well, I don't do that. You do that. But <laughs> <laughs> the I don't have to worry about, like... I don't know. I always feel like when we have other people on the podcast, I try to be, like, more respectful <laughs> about, like, being gay. You know, it's like, I feel like I can't be as random. Oh, because yeah. I feel like it's yes, disrespectful damn. if I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, Tully reminded me of this one time. But like, that's what I love doing that. But I, know. I feel like I can't do that with. <laughs> you're like the, the you're like mm-hmm. JT when he like wants to break a command, but he like can't. Yeah, so he's it's like, like <laughs> yeah, this battle of willpower, <laughs> self control, self control. Yeah. Luna has that too. Her ears, you see, like her ears are back when she's doing fine, and then like one ear will pop up, like nope, put it back down. Both ears, nope, go back down. Keep it under control. <laughs> I think you need to post the photo again. I say this every time of the day. It's on your personal Instagram, but it was the day that she was barking at the mailman and you scolded her. And oh, and she's a, under like under the desk. And you took a photo of her and it's the funniest yeah. picture. I can't remember the caption. The caption guilty was face. guilty face. And she, yeah, her, her eyes were like, it's the best look. She's so You can so see her eyeballs. She's it. like, yeah, I know I'm not I'm... supposed to do that. <laughs> It's the oh, best picture of Luna. She's so funny. I haven't seen Luna in forever. I know. I have a lot of good pictures of her on my Instagram. If you don't follow my personal Instagram, which is Claire Chapman, it's pretty much just Luna. <coughs> That's Luna. <laughs> a lot of Luna. That's another one. Oh, did you see this one where she was resting her leg on my computer while I was trying to type? No. I don't even great. know how we got in that position. My cats do that all the time. Yeah. It drives me crazy. It's like a normal cat yeah. thing, not a normal dog thing. Yeah. Have you seen that BuzzFeed video where it's like if... If adults acted like cats. Yes. I love great. it. Uh-huh. So funny. Yeah. He's like, he like, like, I like the one where he goes to try to introduce a friend and the guy like runs away and he's like, oh, it takes a little bit of time for him to warm up. But eventually. He's like hiding behind the corner yeah, and, then, like, and then he looks he, like, around. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you're totally missing out. Yeah. It's a great. Just Google the BuzzFeed cat video. It's, it's like, like when, if people, if people acted like, like cats. cats. It's so, so great. Good. Yeah. Oh. Um, speaking of amazing videos, did you see the video I posted today on my Facebook profile of the toddler it's like the chipmunk movie the toddler can't handle the emotional roller coaster the chipmunk movie oh my gosh it's the cutest thing it's like this little you know little girl and it's in the corner has like a a, like a little whatever square of like what is showing in the movie what she's watching yeah Yeah. and it's like she just crying and oh it's so cute Just so many little feelings. Oh, I've been watching a lot of like random videos lately. Mm-hmm. When Scott's mm-hmm. traveling, like I'll just sit up at night and just like watch random videos. Yeah, it's and, a it's a ginormous rabbit hole. Um, I watched one recently. I don't know if you saw it, where the people are like in this. It's like in the middle of the city. They have this setup with like a room full of kittens. Oh yes, I did see that one. Beth That's the posted best. That. Yes, so good. And so people are like going into this meditation room, right? And then all of a sudden, a bunch of kittens just appear. And, and they yeah, they're like close your eyes. And sort of, and like, take a deep breath in, and like, they think they're going through meditation, and then there's a wall in front of them that has, like, uh, unbeknownst like, to them, little, like, like a trap door, like, like, yeah, like, like little, like little miniature little, cat doors, little cats and they, like, are... open it up and pop a kitten in there, and then, like, they, meditation ends, and they just start playing with kittens. <laughs> that would be the best. Well, it would, be, it would be terrible if you were, like, banging on the glass walls, like, I'm the one, there's a cat! <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hand! Give me a 
allergic to cats? <laughs> That'd be the worst surprise ever. You're allergic to cats. <laughs> like, it's all like, supposed to be relaxing, and you're right. like, all of a sudden, like your throat starts closing. Yeah, no, that would be a disaster. <laughs> I feel like they would have to ask that. I know, and then it ruins the surprise. So yeah. That video actually really sucks now because wow. so many disclaimers. There's no surprises in this world anymore. No. Ugh. <laughs> so disappointing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not relaxing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know why I just thought I don't know why I just thought of the Hunger Games. I and now like, I have this visual of somebody like pressed up against glasses, they're just kittens. <laughs> Or like eyes are watering. Yeah, exactly. you know, oh I just thought gosh. of the Hunger Games. Like speaking of things you can't escape from. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to watch the third one this weekend? Oh, it comes out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hadn't thought How about do you not it. Know this. Um, I thought. Yeah. Aren't you like a big I, Hunger yeah, Games Yeah, I fan? do like the Hunger okay. Games. I think it's less that I didn't know that it came out. This like it was coming out around this date, and more just that I'm in shock that it's so late in November already. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has more to do with that. Yeah. Because like. Today I went to write a check, and I was like, I went to go look at the date, and I was like, what is, what is it, like the 9th or the 10th? And I was like, it's the 18th? What? I've been doing that a it's lot. It's the 19th. <laughs> Shit. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird. Finals are like now. That's not when, true. They're in like a month, but everybody's acting like they're now. Yeah. Everyone in law school is crazy. Really? Everyone's just so crazy and worried about things. I want to be like... As long as you pass this class, does it really matter? Yeah. Like, unless you're the top 1%, in which case, like, like I had this role today where in my water law class, part of our final is, like, a group thing. And it's not even a group project. It's just that you are allowed to collaborate in a group up to a certain point to talk about, like, st- like strategy. So it's a scenario that you have to come up with, like, a legal answer to. Mm-hmm. And there's not a right or wrong answer. It's like you're supposed to strategize. So it's like if you want to, you can work in a group for this up to this date. It's on, you know, it's not like a. And she was bitching so much about it today, and she was like, "Well, I just," I was like, "Well, can we come up with a time to schedule this?" And she was like, "Well, it has to be fast." I was like, "Well, how about we'll all go from twelve to three, and you can just show up whenever you want." She's like, "Well, I just can't spend that much time on this. I have so much work to do." Like I'm so, it's so important. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I was like, well, it, this is optional. Like whether or not I mean, you don't, we don't have to give you our our information. Right, you can do this. You can go rogue. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not yeah. going to affect our grade. Right. Anyway, but people are just really already really stressed, and finals already are in like up. three weeks. Yeah. What's the age range of your program? I would say it's primarily like late twenties, early thirties, with a couple with like. A pretty good handful straight out of undergrad and a few outlying like clearly this is their their very second career like they had a long first established career and then they came back gotcha. <clears throat> who are maybe in like their 50s okay um and they're yeah. probably not stressed stressing out as they're much. probably less stressed yeah yeah um they've but, been through the rigmarole and they're right like, they understand yeah, that yeah. it's not the end of the world <laughs> well it's i don't know i don't i like Maybe I, since I'm, like, in baby law school, I don't have, like, the same pressure as being in the actual law program would. Yeah. But I just can't imagine that it's that. Like, if you've been going to class and you've been doing your work, maybe that's about this girl's problem, that she hasn't been to class and do your work or something. I don't know. Yeah. Calm down, girl. Calm down, girl. It's not going to help you. Speaking of calming down, um, I got my cortisol report today. Your cortisol? Okay. It's totally normal. I'm dumbfounded. 
What? Yeah, so I know. What the heck so is what? Going on thank you. you. Exactly. Not only is it normal, it's like kind of low. Yeah. Like the normal range is like five to twenty-five, and I have a ten. Wow. Yeah. So did you just get it, or did you get to talk to the doctor about it? I talked to the doctor about it. Yeah. Like she, like my test came in, and you're like, "Well, like, that's surprising." And yeah. What else? What the heck is what the? She, my my vitamin D is a little bit low, so the normal range is like thirty to one hundred, and I'm a twenty-five. <clears throat> but, like, so I, like, went through this whole thing of, like, I'm going to take this time off. I'm going to let my cortisol levels just set. She's like, no, your cortisol is totally normal. Like, it's actually the low end of normal. It's like. So what are the other tests or what? I have no idea. Because no. the problem is that every time just, I go to someone, yeah. they're like, well, it's not this. Bye. I'm like, okay, I won't wait. But, so, but, but what is it? I don't just, you don't just wake up with a tremor at 26 years old for no reason. Hit a bit, hit a bit. Yeah. And I, so I Googled vitamin D deficiency and there is some. Because Google is so. Well, oh, and tremors. <laughs> and I did find a few like message boards that had some people who said that they had a central tremor, which is what this is called. And when they started taking vitamin D, it helped. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's just vitamin D. But then a lot of other things were like, oh, actually, this is... And there have been some tests done, but the tests are all with tremor in Parkinson's patients. So, like, who knows? Maybe they're similar, you know. Right. At this point, I'm just like, I just want somebody to say to me, well, this isn't it, but But let's find out. And Right, but, like, here's a next step. Not even, like, I can help you figure it out, but, like, here's some other things you might want to look into. Right. As opposed to, like, I had to go back to my PCP and be like, can I go to an endocrinologist? And he was like, oh, yeah, I think that would make sense. It's like, why did I have to ask you that? Like, ugh. Because you have to be an advocate for your own health is what I've realized. Seriously, but it's just, like. You have to speak up. Yeah. I know my body. You've been to a naturopath? No. So that's the thing is that yeah. I hadn't been, I haven't been to anybody else yet. So now I'm going to, but the, because the insurance isn't covered in naturopath. Yep. <laughs> and unfortunately, like, it's kind of this tough spot to be in because I don't, like, I really want to get this resolved and I don't want it to get worse, but I also don't have like $500. How about acupuncture? Does your insurance cover that? Does your insurance cover chiropractors? Because I think most so. chiropractors that yeah. do some alternative medicine will bill it. Shh, don't tell anyone. We'll bill it. To where that covers it. Okay, yeah, I think it covers acupuncture. <laughs> I think it might cover acupuncture. I have no yeah. idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, or not acupuncture, chiropractor. Yeah. I think. I have no idea. I need to look. It's Brandon's, like, work insurance. Mm-hmm. And I was just so thrilled that we – It was this is the first time that either of us have had benefits of the job. And uh, so I was just like – Really? Yeah, because when I worked for my dad, we didn't get – I didn't get benefits. I so guess have you I, been rolling around without insurance this whole time? No. Okay. I had – um uh, Not that we need to know your personal business. No. So Brandon got well because I. So Brandon had like State Farm health insurance or whatever yeah. forever, and I thank you Obama was on my parents' health insurance until a year ago. Yeah. And then I had State Farm health insurance or whatever for like two months, and then Brandon got gotcha. his current job. Okay. Okay. Or there was a longer period actually in there where I had. And we, we basically were just on, like, State Farm, like, catastrophe insurance. Like, yeah. if one of us had needed to, like, go into chemo, right. it would have kicked... Like, we had, like, a $10,000 deductible or something oh. ridiculous. So, kind of one of those things where I was like, if something happens, we're going to have to do a Kickstarter. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. This is a total tangent. But I heard this thing... Why do I always announce my tangents? Like, you guys are surprised. <laughs> but I heard this thing... Or I saw this link today. Instead of Kickstarter, it's a site called Work Harder. 
it's a uh, SNL like, parody. Like a spoof, yeah. Yeah, it's like, instead of asking your friends to fund all your projects, why don't you just work harder? <laughs> I was pretty it. hilarious. I love it. That's so funny. I don't know how I feel. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Moving on from that. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it usually. Yeah. There have been a couple times where people have posted once and I'm like, I don't feel like, like I had a friend who posted one like a couple weeks ago for to help pay for some car repairs. I was like, I don't feel like that's my, that know, would like, be a hashtag work harder. Yeah. Like <laughs> I got my, it. You've had job. some t- like you've had a tough couple of months, you know, like he, he had like a, uh, bike rack or something over the summer where he had to get like unexpected he broke a bone or something so he has some medical bills so then now he can't pay for like his car repair but I'm like you know that doesn't and none like none of that to me feels like something that is my and I'm gonna say something probably offensive but wherever you go there you are so that to me is someone like a reflection of someone who like can't get themselves out of a hole yeah so they're like like consistently asking other people, which yeah. is fine, like once or twice. Well, but that's I feel kind like of my thing is like it's like teach a man to fish, you know. That's well, thing. and the thing about <laughs> those types of Kickstarters that I feel like is like if you are, if it's like a one-time thing, if it's like I have clearly researched this, this is an opportunity that I'm trying to seek. I just need a little bit of help getting there, you know, whatever. Like that's what Kickstarter is for, right? I feel like what what it's not for is like or. It's for, like, I, my family was in a horrible car accident. We right. all, like, we're going to incur totally. tens upon thousands like of dollars. Like, a police officer who just got shot. Like, that's yeah, like, like that was a worthy f- cause. Right. Or, like, people who's, you know, have a family member who dies or have a family member who's paralyzed. But it's, like, if you have, like... I need to buy some gas. Right. It's, yeah, like, no. if, you're, if like your spark plugs go out, like, that, to me, is not an emergency. No, we all go through that. Right. Like, that's something. Right, exactly. Like, that's something, like, that's something that you're going to foresee that's going to happen at some point I'm in like, your life. I got to pay for my own spark plugs, so. Right. That's, and maybe that's, maybe that's the distinction factor, is, like, if it's a foreseeable cost. Yes. Then it's not my problem. Right. If it's something that came out of the blue. That, Just a like, really traumatic incident. Right. Well, and yeah. even, like, if this guy, in my example, had, like, asked on a Kickstarter when he broke his whatever had happened during his bike crash, that I would have been more likely to be like, okay, yeah. I will help you. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't. But I, anyway. And I'm a fan of, like, people who do documentaries and that type of thing. Yeah. Like, I've seen and that I, as well. And artistic pro, uh, projects and creations. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I can well, get Well, even, board. like, I have had some friends who do it for, like, they want to get a certification or something like that where it's, like, personal development. Yeah. And that, to me, is more of, like, an investment of, like, where, you know, if somebody's going on a mission trip or doing something like that, you know, I'll be like, I think this is a worthy cause for you. I see how this is going to benefit you. I'll give you 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. But I think that in that sense, it comes that comes into more like that. I researched this. This is what I know I want to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a smart move. Anyway, we, yeah. have, that's a we don't have to keep talking about that. Yeah. What were we even talking about? The work harder know. thing before that we were talking about. Uh, uh. <laughs> It's been a long two weeks, and seriously, uh, yeah. So I think we were talking about school at some point. I don't we know. were at some point talking about school. Oh, we were talking about my hormones. Oh, thank and how, you. So, God, yeah. How did Whew, we get there? That was good. Um, <laughs> I just am like, oh, because we were talking about health insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay. How did we get there? <laughs> um, Wrangle is back. Backtrack. So, it's, so what are you gonna do? Are I gonna, don't know because. I really want... Are there any alternative <coughs> health people out there that want to yeah, write, write us and tell us what Claire should do? Seriously. So here's the here's the deal. Because I'm not sure we've actually... I've kind of mentioned it, but I think the biggest place I put it was in that 
our diet group. Yeah. The diet group. The Accountable Eating Challenge, by the way, guys. If you guys ever do that challenge, just know that you get a lifetime membership to the most hilarious Facebook group on the planet. Pretty much. Um, so the here's the issue, in case I haven't talked about it. I'll give you in a nutshell. In July, I developed a tremor in my hands. It only happens when I flex, but it happens every time I flex. It's worse when I work out, when my, you know, when my muscles are tired. Um, but other than that, nothing makes it better or worse. Like having low blood sugar doesn't affect it. Not being getting sleep doesn't affect it. You know, the time of the day doesn't affect it. Um, it happens a little bit also in my legs. Um, basically, it it happens if I'm in a posture or holding a, a, like an odd stance or if I'm holding something, anytime that you would imagine a whole, if you were to hold that static position for a couple of minutes, you might start shaking. If I do anything like that, I start shaking immediately. If it's like an odd pose where you could see like, okay, if you were to hold that for five minutes, I could see that your legs would start to shake, but this happens to me instantly. So I'm just trying to, so I've been to the neurologist. It's not a tumor. Apparently it's not Parkinson's. Um, I've been to now the endocrinologist who told me that my vitamin D levels were low, but my thyroid is, she said, could not be more spot on. So it's not hyperthyroidism, which could cause a tremor. And my cortisol levels are apparently not only normal, but like on the low end of normal, which was the other question was like, maybe my cortisol levels are super high. So I have like adrenal fatigue. Apparently that's not the problem either. So I think I'm still going to stick with my CrossFit break, my off season. Because you might as well. Yeah. One, at this point, so if you guys didn't read my blog that I posted earlier this week, um, my when, when I saw the endocrinologist before I got my blood work back, she had said, you know, I like based on some other symptoms that you have, like just overall stress and not getting great sleep and the like sex drive thing that I've talked about a couple of times and um, all of that. And then that like the weight gain that went along with that, that I haven't been able to lose the weight gain. She's like, all of that, you know, can point to um, cortisol levels being disruptive and disrupting your other hormones. Um, so, you know, maybe try to think about taking out some stressors and I felt like this wasn't really the type of conversation where the doctor is just like, oh my God, you have to stop doing CrossFit. Like, I felt like she was actually very thoughtful and considerate of like what, you know, we talked about it and she said, well, you know, you can't take out grad school. You can't take out debt. You can't take out life. You know, yeah. Like all, all these things, but you can take Marriage out and family. Right. And you, but you can take out or at least decrease CrossFit. And you know, that is a really strenuous activity. It's something that is you know, that just type of high intensity workout is known to raise cortisol levels. And especially if you are already prone to high cortisol, which apparently I'm not, but at this point we thought I was, you know, maybe you could think about that. So I thought, okay, I'll take, she said, she said two to three months. So I was like, all right, I'll take two months off. See how it goes. It'll basically, I'll be done just in time to really suck at the open and everything will be fine. Yay. (laughs) God, is it already... It's like two and a half months out. What? Three months, maybe. What? Yeah. Be like three months. Yeah. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this as like an off season. Mm-hmm. Every other sport has an off season. CrossFit does not have an off season. I've been doing CrossFit two to three, four or five times a week. You know, probably on average four times a week for the last two and a half years, mm-hmm. and that's a long time to do anything. Every yeah. other sport that is at this intensity has ebbs and flows. Even if you're a, a, like a long distance runner, right. you know, you're not training that super high mileage 
for more than a couple of weeks throughout your set year, like program. And so, um, and I was fine with that. I kind of was like, you know what, this will be fine. I can focus on finals. I can focus on the holidays. I can maybe do, you know, I can still, she said like, you know, still be exercising. Like I can still go to the gym on campus and do like some accessory lifts. I can work on my core stability, which I know is an issue and, you know, kind of like use this time like you would. And like, an, as if you were a professional athlete in your off season, you use it to work on weaknesses, mm-hmm. but you're just not training at that same intensity. So that was my thought. And that's what I've been doing this week. I've been going to the DU gym, which is amazing. The gym is not amazing. Don't get me wrong. The gym is totally normal and average, but the people who go there are just Amazing. Joy's going to sneeze. Oh, sorry. Because like, <laughs> you're wearing so much Icy Hot. I know. <laughs> We're in like an aura of Icy Hot in here. I have like my purple tunnel came back. <laughs> How was your summer? Purple tunnel came back. Oh my gosh. It hurts so bad. I think I have a typing and texting injury. I really do. My arm hurts so bad. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why it smells like... Icy hot. I've been bathing my arm in it. Okay, sorry. You even icy hot overdose problem. No, <laughs> your arms in so flame. Bad. So um, the DU gym. The DU really gym cool. is amazing. There yeah. was a girl today who was on the hand cycle. She's like, "What is that thing even?" You, I just can't imagine. I feel like you would have to be working so hard at that thing. It just works so few muscles. What do you? What is the purpose of that? Is that what is the purpose of that? I'm not sure. I think it's supposed to be like a cardio thing. Because I know that the people that sit on those bikes. Right. Like maybe it's to train on that. I think when but, people have are like hand cycles yeah. like on the road. Yeah. I think either it's because they can't use their legs or it's because they have like a, like a severe lower back or like sciatic nerve sure. problem where so they can't all, do that or knees or something. Sure. So it's only upper body. Yeah, yeah. So it's just upper body. So I don't know. Maybe this girl had like a knee injury, but I feel like if you're on a hand cycle on the road, at least you're going somewhere. Like there are plenty of other things that this girl could be doing in the gym. Yeah. Other than being, I, I don't get it. If you're a hand cycle user at the gym, a stationary <laughs> hand cycle user, stationary please, hand cycler, hand cycler, hand cyclist. Yeah. Please tell us why. Yeah. But you said she was texting. But here's the best part about oh, it. She sorry. was only hitting the pedal with one hand and texting with the other hand. Yeah. It's like, this is, I can't, like, everyone else in the gym, if you were on the treadmill, if you are doing barbell, or if you're doing bicep curls, like, I know there's a better way, but yeah. you don't necessarily know there's a better way. Or maybe right. that other way is not for you. It might not be a better way for you. You may love being on the treadmill. And bless your heart if you love being on the treadmill, because I do not. But I... And so for most people, I can look at them and be like, you know what? Maybe you love this. This is for you. You're doing great. You're here. That's awesome. But people like that, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, you're not yeah. even trying. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing when people come to my class, cycling class and text the whole time. Or yeah. like, like, or even on the elliptical and they're like, just going cru- back, yeah. cruising along. Right. And I feel like the elliptical is especially hard, or especially hard for me to see the point because once you get going... It's just the momentum of the elliptical. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even really doing anything. Yeah. And I, I yell at people all the time in spin class. I'm like, you better put resistance on your bike. Yeah. If the pedals are pulling you around, you're cheating. You're all cheaters. You're all cheaters. So mean. Oh. So, all right. What do we want to go to next? Do we want to just uh, have a little bitch session? Isn't that already what we're doing? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now that I'm leaving my job, I think I need to vent about, about some things. And it came up recently where I was like, I felt like I had this um, series of events that made me feel like sometimes it just sucks to be a girl. And I don't want to be like the usual like feminist, you know, we need to take our power back. But it just was like, why is that still happening? Like, yeah. why is that still happening? So um, I... You guys know, I I still feel weird talking about this on the podcast, but I'm like, no one from, Everyone my, knows. No one like, from my work listens to this. Well, two people do, and that's fine, because they know all about, all about this. But, like, I, a lot of the reason that I left my job is I just, you know, it was time for a change, but also I was being, tr- I hate to say this, I feel like a victim, but I'm like, I was treated so poorly mm-hmm. by administration, like, so poorly, to where... At first, you're kind of like, is this really happening? But then, like, the second, third, fourth, fifth time, you're like, yeah, this is really happening. Um, is that any time I had an opinion or any time that I had something to say, it was like, yeah, you're just being an emotional girl. Just go ahead and make nice and play nice with everybody. <sighs> and something happened specifically on Monday where I actually yelled at the assistant district attorney and stormed out. And slam the door. <laughs> I think that's, that's fantastic. I was like, you are not going to treat me this way. This is not okay. It is not okay to act like such a douchebag to me. Like such a douchebag. So I, and, and let me be very clear that I'm the first person to take accountability, to look what I'm doing, to change right. my behavior, to not point fingers. But in the workplace, like I... And especially working for an office that's a very political office. Right. It made me feel like this goes on. I mean, if this is happening in our little county, well, it's a bit huge. But, I mean, if this is happening in our office, I know know it happens elsewhere. And, like, people. Yeah. And especially especially women, I feel like you feel like you can't say anything. Because you're screwed. You're screwed. Either way. And we were texting about this. Because, like, (laughs) talk about your incident. Oh, I had a professor who was talking about how... He was, like, talking about a case and was talking about how the other, um, like, the other legal team had a, uh, was headed by, headed up by a, a female lawyer and that she, like, called them out on something that they, some loophole they had gone through that was, like, sort of the norm to go through this loophole, but it was a loophole nonetheless. And so she called them out on it and made them go back and, like, do it the right way. And he was like, it was pretty unusual to get called out like that. But I don't know. Maybe it was just that time of the month or something. And I was just like. He said that in front of the whole class. Oh, that is the least of which he has said this semester. This guy is like just unbelievable. But he, I was just like, I did, I was speechless. (laughs) Which is a lot for (laughs) To be fair, he also today told a story about how um, he once was in New Orleans for a conference, and one of his business partners jumped out of a window naked and landed on a hooker and died. So, yeah. (laughs) I was like, well, if I don't remember anything else from this entire class, which I won't, that's the one thing I'm going to take away. He just, like, sprung that on us at the end of class, and he was like, but when I was at that conference, because he was talking about the conference, He's like, when I was at that conference, one of my business partners fell out of the window. We all started laughing. He was like, Andy died. We were all like, what? And he's like, 
he was naked and he landed on a hooker. We're like, oh, this is the weirdest Wait. thing I've ever heard. Like kidding? Trying to just get your ass. No, this actually happened. This guy was in New Orleans and he got super drunk and he was in the hotel room with his wife. And apparently they got in a big fight. And so he thought they had a balcony. Why was he telling you this story? Because it like came up at the end of class because he was talking just about. Came up. Well, because he was talking about they had been at this conference and he yeah. was talking okay. about the conference. Yeah, and just happened to tell. The and story then about he us. was like, and he was like, it, the conference is in New. And then I kind of at the end he was talking about. Like, being in the conference, he was the conference, it was in New Orleans, and it was kind of, you know, it was a fun, like, thing to be at, and, uh, but I had, one of my business partners fell out of the window, and we all started laughing, he's like, Andy died. We were like, what? <laughs> and then he, apparently the story was that he got really drunk and got in a fight with his wife, and their balcony, or their room had French doors, but that, like, opened onto, like, a Juliet balcony. It wasn't, like, yeah. a real balcony. Yeah. And so he went to, like, go storm out onto the balcony and just basically, like, taught, like, threw himself out the window. Anyway. Back to the sexism story. He, so he said something like that, and I was just like, but you can't say anything, because then if you say something, then they just turn around and are like, well, you must, you know, like, you just must oh, be you just, PMSing. You just must be PMSing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, then it's, if you get mad, it's such then they a lose-lose. It's oh. such a... Right. Guys, guys out there that are listening, just know how much of a lose-lose it is. It's You're never... So- here's the thing. Very, very, very infrequently, if ever, does a woman legitimately have a reaction that is so affected by PMS that you cannot control it? Right. If you are, quote-unquote, PMSing, it's because you are, like, you've had a shitty day, you know, it's like you're in a bad mood and you can't... You just, like, don't really want to do anything about it. It's, like, this is, like, you know, everyone can get some gets in bad moods, and they're just, like, I'm in a bad mood. This is just how it is. Right. And that's the same thing with PMS. Yeah. Only, it's just, the only thing about it is that the bad mood is a little bit unpredictable. It's unpredictable. You but can't really control it. Right. But it's yeah. not, like, you don't, like, become another person. It doesn't, no. like, take you over. No. Like, you can still make rational decisions. Yeah. And I feel like there's this. You're not that shit crazy for yeah, crying out loud. Like, and like, I mean, there are some women. Kind of. <coughs> you kind of go crazy. Sometimes. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. You kind of go crazy. And there are definitely some women who it affects to that point of like literal hysteria. But that's like one person. Yeah. So don't ever, 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 ever say, never say it, but really never think it. <laughs> but definitely never say it. Oh, she just must be PMSing. Yeah. That's not a, like, it, it yeah. just discredits every emotion that a woman could possibly have. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt this entire time working for these two fabulous people is every single emotion that I had. And I'm, I'm a manager. So it's like, you have to go to them with problems, but they make you feel so crazy that you kind of leave questioning yourself going, wait a minute, am I dumb for bringing this up or or acting this way? But no, because they're just, they're just absolutely nuts. So like, you leave feeling like, well, I guess I can't really say anything ever anymore because anytime I have an opinion, it's, well, they just must be going nuts. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So I stormed out of his office on Monday. I'm so enraged and I promised myself I was not going to cry at that job ever again. And I totally cried the whole way home. And <laughs> I feel like Regina George right now. <laughs> I totally cried like the whole way to, I just wanted to put a burn book together and put all of their faces in it. Um, but I, what I thought to myself was I want so badly for them to realize what jerks they're being. Right. And, and I'm never going to get that. No. Like they're never going to realize wow, how. Wow. That was really inappropriate of me. Yeah. 
they're never going to get that. So there was a part of me that's like, well, should I like write this letter and tell them how poorly they handled this situation and how rude they were and da da da. And like, no, because then you're the crazy person that lives right. in a blaze of glory. And then they're like, well, we're glad she's gone because right. she sure, she sure went she out with sure, a bang. Yeah. And I've seen people go out with a bang and it's kind of embarrassing to watch because right. they're like, you're like, well, what happened? But it's sad because really the bosses are usually making you go so crazy that you're like, how do you not see this? Yeah. And I just had to come make peace with, all right, I'm just going to bitch to my friends and I'm going to just like get it out of my system and put it in the burn bag. <clears throat> right, go make a voodoo doll. Yeah. Put it. Oh, see that damn it doll right yeah, there? Yeah, I love those things. Mom they're Sandy, hilarious. Mom Sandy sent that to me. <clears throat> Perfect. A damn it doll is like a little, if you guys have never seen it, it, they're hilarious. They're like, they look like voodoo dolls, but they're for just smashing, smashing against it. like the wall yeah. or the desk or I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. They're so fun. that's exactly what that's for. Yeah. We have a damn it doll in our. Um, I have one of those at my old job. Yeah. Um, I think the thing, too, I would like to amend my previous statement about women having control over their emotions during PMS. Because sometimes you don't. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they are not genuine. And I think that's the other thing that drives me crazy is when guys are like, well, you just must be homo. Yes. And it's like, okay, Like, I'm going to dismiss you. Right. Like, that doesn't. I'm going to dismiss even that. Even if, like, even if I'm having a maybe stronger than normal reaction that all that probably means is that I would have these feelings no matter what. I just wouldn't let myself react. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like you, like it just, the discrediting part is just like, that doesn't, it doesn't matter why you yeah. have, you're feeling that way. The point is that you're feeling that way and you need to deal with it. Right. Ugh. I know. <laughs> I know. And then sometimes it's like, okay, so we can't really control. Maybe it comes out of nowhere, right? Like right. maybe it's the tipping point of a bad day and that just kind of sends you over the, the edge and you maybe would react differently than if you weren't quote unquote PMSing. But I feel like what you're saying regardless is like, okay, so these are emotions. Don't discredit them. Even yeah. if you're like, ha- our hormones are messed up. Like, right. give me a freaking break. <laughs> like, well, and it's like, it's, it's. Your hormones, if, you know, if you're a guy, your hormones get messed up too when you're tired or when you haven't eaten or when you, you know, it's just like for you, it's just more predictable. Uh, yeah. Like, but it's let's like, talk about when you guys haven't eaten, except for my husband, because he can go all day without eating and it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, um, then let's talk about Brandon because he, yeah. we, we, he's like the one who has he, to eat at like nine has, at night or else yeah, he, he wakes has to up eat at like 2 every 90 minutes. <laughs> and I have to wake up or doesn't he have to eat right before he goes to bed or he wakes up in the middle of the night? Yeah. That is insane to me. Yeah. He has a, he has a smoothie. <clears throat> and then, like, usually something with fat in it right before he goes to sleep. Otherwise, he has a smoothie with coconut milk and, like, protein powder and a banana right before he goes to bed. And sometimes he also has, like, a piece of toast with almond butter on it. Um, and he, we, I, I refer to it as an avalanche. Like, everything's fine and then everything's not fine. And it's just, like, that. And, oh. and you can't undo it. Really? Like an avalanche. Like once an avalanche happens, like there's no going back. Yeah. And it's like you you can ask. And he's getting so much better. But when we first started dating, I'd be like, are you, are you hungry? He'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm like 10 minutes later, just viscerally like. Like hit the wall. He's just gone. Just hit the wall. Yeah. Gone. And, no, and I'd no be like, are you okay? He'd be like, I really need some food. But like, we just talked about this. And it was almost like the little kid where he was like, but I didn't have to go to the bathroom then. <laughs> so he's gotten a lot better. Just like being self-aware. Yeah. But. Scott, like, makes me, I'm like that, and Mm -hmm. Scott's like the one, he could, I don't know how he does it, he can eat, he can go all day, like, three o'clock, and be like, oh, I haven't eaten today. See, I'm that way. Yeah, so, I'm the one that, before we go out. More similarities between me and Scott and you and Brian. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny. It's really funny. So um, he'll make, like, when we're going out and running errands, especially on the weekends, he'll, like, make me pack snacks. <laughs> he'll, like, bring bars along. And, yeah. I, and I get mad because I'm like, I'm not, I'm fine. And he's yeah. like, oh, you're not yeah, fine. You're, fine. <laughs> you're going to get hungry and you're going to yell at me. And I'm yeah. like, fine. Fine. You're right. It's really funny. I went on a trip with my dad and my older brother. Like, this was years ago now. <clears throat> and they, uh, I brought snacks because I knew neither would think to. And because we had, like, a connecting flight. And it was just – and we got on our second flight. And about halfway through the second flight, they both just started getting so cranky. So I reached my bag and I had packed peanut butter and honey sandwiches for my one brother who, like, that's, like, his, when he was growing up, that was, like, a favorite thing. And then my dad loves Whole food sushi. So I brought it out and I just, like, didn't say a word. I just set it on their little tray tables. And they both were just, like – it was like a beam of light. <laughs> I was like, see, sometimes all you need is just a snack. The angel walks in. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think could also usually fix PMS too, the snack. Yeah. Why do I have such a frog in my throat? I don't know. Is it the LaCroix? <clears throat> is it the La- I don't think it's the LaCroix. Yeah. That would not make sense. But I, have we talked about this before? Like when people call it girl push-ups or whatever. Yeah. I was talking to a coach at Helen's Reds CrossFit when I did that, um, uh, the hero the Disposable Heroes Project uh, workout for Veterans Day. And he <clears throat> was just talking about, I was talking about this issue with him just in terms of like girls versus guys and how a lot of the times we really, you know, there's not a ton of female coaches in CrossFit. So I think I really appreciate even more having a female as a coach because mm-hmm. um, I, just the way you talk to women and know their bodies is really, really right. important. And he was talking about how aware he was um, about coaching women and even just approaching them. And I thought this was really fascinating because in the counseling world, this is so obvious to me, but I can't even imagine this in the coaching world where as a male, he'll go up to a woman and if he doesn't know her and like she's the first, you know, the first class she's taken with him, he'll go up to her and be like, do you mind if I like touch your arm to yeah. like, put you in the right position? Like he'll ask that permission because where I come from in that world, we have, always have to think about any client, even if you're like going to touch the client's arm like, they could be completely traumatized from yeah. an abusive relationship. They can be traumatized from abusive family. So you have to, like, that could set them off. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I never thought about that, especially in the coaching world. You don't know anyone's history. So he's like, yeah, I'm just very mm-hmm. aware of, like, not, you know, not doing overkill, but, like, he's respecting that boundary. And he's like, and I'm very aware of never to call it a girl push-up and never call, you know, this is a mo- – he's like, I could just call it a modified version. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. And I don't want to be, like, so overboard of, like – don't call anything like don't come woman yeah but there kind of comes a point where it's like I feel like the feeling of like anytime it's also one of those things where like anytime you let anything not be a big deal then it's okay to let all of it not be a big deal you've got to stop calling each other sluts and whores yeah. it just gives guys the just makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores I think it's bitches actually that she it's says sluts and whores. is it mm-hmm. <laughs> it is <laughs> anyway um but yeah, I just feel like anytime that you say like, well, you know, I, you can't say that, um, what? Oh, JT just walked around. Yeah. He just, it looked like he was going to pull the cord out. So oh. I got nervous for a moment. I was <laughs> made like, a, made a scared face. Yeah. Um, it just is like, and you know, if it's okay to call it girl pushups then like, why isn't it okay to, you know, look at someone and say, oh, they're just PMSing. It's kind of like this, it's like yeah. kind of all or nothing. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I don't call them, I don't think I've ever, it wouldn't occur to me to call it a girl push-up. It's like, here's the modification. I also yeah. don't, I also try not to get people, you know, 
I typically only offer as a coach knee push-ups as a final option. Yeah. But as the final when option. I'm coaching is like there are like two or three other steps in there. Usually the knee push-up is like if What do you, you prefer cuz TJ always says for me to do a negative. Yeah, I do the negative and I do banded. Okay. I haven't had much luck with banded. I love banded. Do you? Maybe I'd p- I picked a I picked a too light of a band one day because I was like, this doesn't feel like... I think it's helping. Yeah. You kind of have to like put it way up to where you think it's... Because... So if you guys don't know, we're talking about banded push-ups. What you do is you take a resistance band and you string it in between two... What are those things called? Like the barbell? Yeah, the in the cage, whatever. Yeah, two barbell on. shelves, whatever. Yeah. Those little things where you put your barbell, barbell on. And you put those on the um, rig at about... Like knee to mid thigh height, mm-hmm. and you depending on how or how hard you want the resistance, and you string a band in between them, and then you get into a plank over the band where the band is sort of like right about where like your power position would be for your clean. So not quite in your hip crease, but just below enough to where it's going to support your core without. <clears throat> uh, allowing you to hinge at the waist, or without causing you to hinge at the waist. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of usually just below, like kind of right where your pockets would hit. Um, and you just do a push-up that way, and it helps you kind of come out of the hole. Um, and for what I find is that a lot of girls, and I'm finding this out about myself as well, a lot of women, the limiting factor in their push-up is just as much about their core strength and sometimes even more than it is about their shoulder strength. Like if you can, you know, if you can push press a hundred pounds, or if you can do a, you know, a handstand, if you can whatever do like a hold a plank, that kind of thing, chances are that you're strong enough to at least do a couple of strict push-ups in your shoulders. Your shoulders have enough strength. Yeah. Then it becomes a weakness in your core where your core is not able to support your entire body weight and keep it rigid as you push yourself up and as you have that like pressure point of pushing up just from the front. So if you use a resistance band, you're still getting that full range of motion, which that's my biggest thing with the knee push-up is that it takes out a huge part of your range of motion and it just is not the same movement. Yeah. Like it it's more like of kind of like movement. a front and back instead yeah. of an up and down. Right. And but I totally feel the difference what you're saying in the core too because I think when I do negatives I feel it so much more that you really have to hold yeah. your core before mm-hmm. like and then so you don't break. And I feel like the knee stance is Takes so out. much harder to to keep to engage your core. Engage your yeah, core. Totally. So it's harder to say, you know, when they're like, "Oh, but stay straight and keep yourself in line even when you're on your knees. I'm like, yeah, it's still, it's kind of, it puts you in a position where it's really hard to tell if you are or not. Well, cause here's like when you're the, yeah. in a plank, you can kind of tell if your butt's in the air. Well, and cause here's the, I think the biggest thing is that if you're doing a negative, so by negative, what we mean is like, then this is the first thing that I usually tell girls to do is super, super, super strict on the way down. Elbows in, butt tight, core tight, legs tight, everything super tight, a perfect push up on the way down. And then you can kind peel of yourself up. peel yourself up if you need to. Um, and the thing that happens there and that happens with the banded push-up that could never happen with any push-up is that your chest touches first and that's how you tell mm-hmm. your thighs and your belly should not be the first thing to touch if you are, are actively tight in your core. But if you're in a knee push-up, it's physically impossible for your chest to touch yes. first unless you're like, your back is totally arced. Right. I think that's the big difference. Yeah. I feel the difference too. And so then... 
for we've been doing a lot of strict movements in our wads lately and a lot of um strict pull-ups which mm-hmm. i can really only like i really can probably only do two strict pull-ups and yeah. so um tgl coach the same thing of you can just do negatives where you pull yourself up and then i try yeah, to lower myself up and yeah and then lower lower myself down yeah um and that seems to work well because then i I don't know. I feel like the kipping just kind of takes it away. You don't really get better or stronger. JT, come on, stop it. He's like grooming himself. And being like <laughs> everyone's gonna be able to hear that. Starting me nuts. So, <laughs> your boy. Okay, we still like you. We still love. Um, what were you saying about the pull-ups? So the no, just being able like in a wad. So there'll be a lot of times I'll say strict pull-ups. Right. And in the past, I would just be like, oh, I'll just do all kipping because I can't do as many strikes. So now. Yeah. I really like the option of having to do the kick kip up and then do the like lower yourself down. Right. Later. So, um, but anyway, I, I agree. I think we're just talking more about like the girl version and right. just don't want well, to boys just do it too. Code modify. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Anyone can modify, and it's and I mean, if people need to do the knee push up, then I still have it as modification. It's just usually I'll recommend the other ones first, and it doesn't mean, but it just it's like. I think it just assigns a value to either one of those things. Like, you know, being a girl is not better or worse than being anything else. And doing knee push-ups is not better or worse than anything else. It's just where you're at. Yeah. But I think the thing that's a little bit bothersome to me is like, okay, yeah, we're not as strong as dudes. Right. But it's almost like, well, that's just the expectation. Right. Like, you're just, <laughs> you just do some knee push-ups. Just go push-ups. over there and, yeah. Oh, yeah? I'm going to show you how it is. <laughs> We go ahead and win this dry try, y'all. Oh my gosh! Which I we did. Can't you did that. We did a we did a workout the other day um, at Orange Theory, which was actually really good. The guy who taught it did like he put us in teams. And I was like, Yay, fun. I have a team! And my team won, of course. So <laughs> oh my gosh, we rode the most meters. Oh my it was God. great. Yeah, and he actually coached really well um, the rowing technique. So I think good. he's probably actually good. coached the he rowing. Actually technique. coached the rowing. That's the wow. thing that drives me nuts. Good job. Good job, guy. Good job. So, all right, let's let's move on really quick. We have an awesome letter from one of our listeners um, who sent us this amazing... Uh, home is where the almond it? butter is. Home is where the almond butter is photo for it's our a print studio. It's really, really cute. Really cute print. Yeah, I should, we should Instagram that. We should. Um, she wrote us this really... Thank you so much. I... Don't have her name right in front of me, but she Cause knows. Because she, she didn't sign, sign the letter. It, but she has. She emailed us, and I'm not going to pull it up right away. But oh, I hear. I was just looking at it. Yeah, you can have it. So I'll I'll read a really quick um, little snippet. Join Join Claire. Where do I even begin? <laughs> it's like it's like it's so cute. I found your podcast around episode four. I've been following it ever since. Sometime over the past few months, I've even realized that I was looking forward to new episodes of Girls Gone Wad, even more than Jillian Michaels' podcast. Joy, you know how big of a compliment that is. Yes, I do. I'm not even a CrossFitter, but you don't have to be to enjoy the podcast. I actually am normally on a run when I listen to your podcast. Um, let's see. You may have seen me pop up around Facebook. I try to keep stalking in check, but whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. <laughs> Um, I wanted to thank you for being so awesome. Joy, congrats on your new job. Thank you. Your story is not boring, by the way. Oh, thanks. Um, I've gone through the career birth canal myself. In fact, <laughs> gross. My hair is still sticky from amniotic fluid. <laughs> I'm grateful to have you two be in similar situations with because it's scary. But I must say it's better to be scared but hopeful um, in your career than certain but miserable. Um, feel free to bedazzle your 
print. I know you aren't strict paleo, but for a brief period I was. Let's see, because it says almond butter, and it's really cute. Um, I feel like I know you both. It's gotten so bad. I'll be talking to my husband and be like, yeah, Claire was just talking about that. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it's Jessie. Her last name is has only one vowel in it. Wim, she's probably like not going to get it. Wimisak? Wimis, Wimis, Wimisak? W-Y-M-Y-C-Z-A-K. Yeah, that's a great name. Yes. Jesse W. <laughs> thank you so much for thank that. You. That was really so great. such a sweet letter. And thank you for the for the print for our studio. We're just super, super excited. Yes. Studio in progress. Um, so we have a bunch of exciting things coming up. We have, um, what should we talk about? Should we, should we, no. Nope. Nope. Well, here's the thing. Here's the, here, so I know I hate it when it's like, it's oh, kind of thing at the same time, but yeah. it's not, we can't tell you what it is yet. I'm fine talking about it once it's on the schedule. Right. Because there was that one time that we were supposed to have Emily Schramm on and we like announced it and then she canceled the last canceled. minute. Yeah. And it was like, oh, now I feel like, wah, I don't, like, wah. feel kind of. Like a moron. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we but which, by really, the way, they're still they're still yeah we in the works. But still text it's her once every few months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so we have some really fun people coming up, and um, and as also, always, and also tell us if you guys if there's anyone in particular you'd like us to interview. I mean, I know like there's a lot of famous people out there, okay. but if there's or if there's any topics that you want us to talk about, just send us an email, girlsgonewad at gmail com. Um, if there's any questions you guys have, we still love to read your questions. And if you ever ask us this question, we always respond. I think we respond pretty well. Yeah. Whether it be on the podcast or we just respond to your email. Oh, actually, can I respond to a question? Real yeah. Quick? Mm-hmm. So, because I've been asked this question a couple of times in the last few days, oddly, like it, I got asked it twice in the last two days. So my mom was from Sandy and the other one, um, was, let me look it up. Sorry. Well, super quick. That's okay. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to make sure I get her name right. Who, was it on her email or was it? It was in. Um, did you get your nails done again? Yes, I did. Is that like a little bedazzle? On yeah, it's like thing? a little star. Ah, mm-hmm. Shannon. So Fancy. both Sandy and Shannon emailed me in the last couple of days and asked. Um, they're thinking about getting their level one, but they don't necessarily want to coach. And I have been asked this question kind of a lot, and so I just wanted to kind of publicly address it. When I got my level one, <clears throat> I never going into getting my level my level one. I never thought that I would be a coach. I, or excuse me, a CrossFit level one trainer. Cause you're not supposed to call yourself oh, a coach. You're not supposed to call yourself a coach. You're not really? To, like, yeah. The coach, like the CrossFit right. coach, quote unquote, is like a whole other level of certification. Oh, oh okay. You have to go through all this other stuff. I had no anyway, idea. so I'm a CrossFit level one trainer. So when I got my L, my level one, I never had any plans to start coaching, to work at a gym. I just wanted to do it because I thought, you know, I really love CrossFit and I wanted to understand more behind like the methodology and the logic behind it and more about just CrossFit in general. And I would say that there were a good number of people in my class who that was also their same motive. So if you are, and the other thing is that you also have to remember, people are always like, am I going to get there and have to scale everything? And they're going to look at me like, what are you even doing here? You only do two, maybe three workouts. One of the workouts is more about coaching the workout than actually doing the workout and everything is done is scalable just like everything else in CrossFit and the normal like the activities or like the breakout groups that you do or the like clinics that you're you're using a PVC so you're not you know they're not like you're not testing your one rep max overhead squat in front of 30 people yeah and you have to like mock coach 
other people or do they just more or less teach you how to coach? There are a couple parts where you kind of are mock coaching, but it's more, it's like a group thing where like you're all in a group and it's like, maybe they'll ask, okay, you know, what is a cue that you could give here? Right. Okay. Not like you now. Hey, you. Yeah, they're not, they're not cold yeah, calling. Okay. So, um, just that kind of a thing. So anyway, my advice that I gave to Sandy and to Shannon was, you know, make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons because it is a very significant financial investment. But that being said, you do not need to have a job lined up at a CrossFit gym. You do not need to be a regionals athlete. I mean, there have been, there are CrossFit L1s out there who are blind, who have cerebral palsy, who are paraplegic. You know, they, the whole point of CrossFit is that it's modified and the, uh, and the level one seminar reflects that. Mm -hmm. So that's my two, two cents. Okay. And now I also think we should, uh, peer pressure you into doing your L1. Oh yeah, I will. Don't worry about that. There's no peer pressure involved. (laughs) Um, and then I was thinking too, before we end that we want to have Natalia and Lisa back and yes. we've gotten actually some interest in having them come back to talk a poop episode, a poop episode. Yeah. From them at interest or from other people? At other interest? people. Oh, Natalia offered. Remember when she's like, yes. I Oh, talk. I do remember. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, I know Natalia's interested. <laughs> we actually had a few people write us. Really? You guys, yes. I you didn't, didn't see the comments. I, We're like, yes, I really want to hear about that. I was like, so that funny. actually would be really funny from Natalia. So they're going to come back at some point too. So we have, Deal. we have a lot before we know it's going to be end of the year. I know. Seriously. <sighs> anyway. All right, guys. Okay, we got We have to think about. I was gonna ask you what you're asking for for Christmas. What are you asking for, Santa? But we can get to that. Yeah, we get to that next time. Next time. All right, gift time. Yay! Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.